Welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The BPD with me, Tammy Mortland. And can you believe we're already halfway through the season? Like, where's the time gone? It's episode five already. And I'm really sorry that I didn't post last week. Like, my life just got in the way. As you know, like, The Good, The Bad and The BPD isn't my job. I don't make a penny from it. I do it to help other people. So my actual job and my life just got in the way and... I just couldn't find time to record this episode last week, so I'm sorry that it's a week late, but it does bring me nicely on to today's corker of an episode, which is borderline personality disorder and splitting. So you've heard me talk numerous times over season one and over season two about splitting and times I've split. And you're probably thinking, Tammy, I've got no idea what you're talking about when you say that you split. Like, how can that be a thing? And trust me, it is. It is also the hardest part of borderline personality disorder to manage. So today we're going to be talking about what it means to split and a few things to remember in order to manage it better. So splitting is a term used in psychiatry to describe the inability to hold opposing thoughts, feelings or beliefs. Some say that a person who splits sees the world in terms of black or white, all or nothing. It's basically like the Mormite saying, you either love it or you hate it. There's no middle ground. And it's such an intense feeling. It's hard to explain, but like I do, I am going to try my best. So for me, splitting's such a force of emotion and the good side of splitting can feel like you're on top of the world. All your goals are going to be achieved you're beautiful, you could take on the world, that kind of feeling, and it's a bit like you're tipsy, you've got all, all the confidence in the world, but the bad side of splitting can feel like you hate somebody more than you've ever hated anybody in your life, or you feel like the world's against you as soon as you step outside your door, and you want to kill yourself when it's the bad side of splitting. You just feel like you're a waste of oxygen, basically, and everybody would be better off without you. So, like you know, last week I missed an episode. But before I missed an episode, I was fine. So, I was still very much on the, I must do my podcast every week because I love it, it brings me joy, it helps with my mental health. <laughs> this week, my brain's split and I can't stand my podcast. It's a drain on my time, my skill set. And just my life in general. Now that's not saying I don't love my podcast because I do. But this week I don't. Like I've had to force myself to record this episode. Because I just don't feel like people appreciate how much hard work and effort I put into this. <laughs> See I'm having a pity party for myself this week about my podcast. And the fact that I think people don't care when they do because I know you listen to it <laughs> but it just consumes a lot of time from my week with writing scripts and then having to edit record and all that jazz but I also have to remember that BPD is a part of me it's not all of me like it's okay to talk about BPD but I can't like let it take over and be the sole thing of what makes me me does that make sense like, when I do my podcasts, 
all my time is spent researching BPD and different things to do with BPD and I have to take time away from things because I can split and sometimes I can split like like I have done with the podcast I've had to physically force myself to do it but now I've done it again I'll get back into the routine if I force myself sorry if I didn't force myself to do it this week I'd be like yeah whatever I'd feel bad but I probably still wouldn't have done it because I'd have got out of the routine so yeah I've had to make myself get back into the routine or I would have split so when I split it's usually to do with the following so feeling patronised, being told what to do, being made to feel stupid, rudeness or sharp replies. And the worst one is like crude comments, especially from men. And all those make me split, but they make me angry split, as I call it. So I'd be angry at the person who made me feel this way and I'd want to leave their vicinity and just get away from them. But all day or all night I'd be thinking oh I wish I'd have said that to that person or if I'd have said this then maybe this would have happened and then it would have led to that and what would happen if I'd pulled them up on it would it turn into an argument and then I'd be thinking of responses to questions that I've not even been asked I mean Bob's asking these questions by the way and I'm frigging answering him in my head like we're having a full-on discussion in my head about what we're going to do next time we see this person and if this happens we'll do this or if this happens we'll do that. <laughs> oh I sound like an absolute fruit loop. <laughs> oh you know I'm weird by now though don't you? See I'm like Marmite too. Yeah they love me or hate me. But on the other side of angry splitting I can go the other way and I can sad split. So that is where I get emotional and upset if a comment is made, I don't know, about how skinny I am or if someone snaps at me for no reason or they give me the treading on eggshells feeling, that will make me sad split. Or if someone tells me I'm doing something wrong but they don't tell me in a nice way. Or if somebody like continuously bails on plans that we'd made, I'd sad split. And if those things happened, then I'd be thinking, what have I done to upset this person? Like, why are they being mean to me or why are they ignoring me? And then you start to question your own self-worth. And you absolutely loathe yourself and go back to pity party mode. Woo, woo, beep, beep, pity party mode, mode. Honestly. <laughs> Sad splitting them, as I call it, is the worst feeling ever. But I've splitting anyway, for me, only lasts for a few days, a few hours. Depending on the situation and the person involved or what's been said. So splitting is considered a defence mechanism. So by which people like me with borderline personality disorder can view people events or even themselves in an all or nothing terms so some days i'll look in the mirror and think i could be the next victoria's secret model the other days i think i look like a troll i just i just never look at myself in the mirror and think hmm, i don't look bad today i don't look good i don't look bad like i either look fantastic or i look minging <laughs> there's no in between a splitting can also have a big impact on friendships and relationships and it can lead to <laughs> intense and self-destructive behaviours. 
So, for example, if your friend told you that they were too busy to hang out with you today and then you saw them like, I don't know, maybe they posted something on Facebook or you see them out in person with somebody else, this can make your brain split. So this person would go from being your best friend in the whole entire world who can do no wrong to you seeing that on Facebook or seeing them out and about to, I hate that person, that person was just using me, they'd ditch me. They obviously weren't my friend to begin with and I'm not speaking to them again. <laughs> and then we've got our nose off to spite a face. Would be the correct terminology for that. We don't mean to do it. We just, it's one of the things that we just can't help. That's why rationalisation comes in, which is what we're going to go through in not next week, the week after. Um, But examples of splitting. So it's... People can either be bad and mean or good and perfect. So there's no... Good people can do bad things sometimes. If they do something... So if one of, one of your friends who you've put on a pedestal does something that you deem as bad, then your brain will split and just go, they're evil, they're a nasty person. Does that make sense? And like when it comes to the news history science in my brain it's either a complete fact so i completely believe it 100 percent, or it's a complete lie and i just can't wrap my brain around it there's no maybe it is maybe it isn't i mean the news is shite anyway hence why i don't watch it because that makes me split straight away because they all just talk shite but there's a it's a sort of always or never feeling like I never get a break in life. Why is it always me? Or it never happens to other people when things go wrong. Like a person with BPD can feel cheated and screwed. To be quite blunt about it, we feel fucked. We feel fucked over, whether that's by a person or a situation. And what makes splitting more confusing is that our beliefs can sometimes be set in stone. <laughs> and then on the other hand, they can shift back and forth from one moment to the next. Don't you just love borderline personality disorder? Wouldn't you love to be in my brain? So, for example, I used to love Piers Morgan. I thought most of what he said had some truth in it. But then he'd do something stupid. <laughs> like, <coughs> lose his shit over a vegan sausage roll. And I thought... You absolute joke of a man. Grow up. Like, people are dying from mental health issues. People are homeless. And you're moaning about a vegan fucking sausage roll. And sort your life out. So, from that moment on, I've hated him. So, I've completely split from loving him and thinking that there's some merit to what he's saying to, I can't stand him. I don't even want to watch him on telly. But shifting back and forth, I can also relate to. Because... At the moment, like I said previously, I see babies everywhere and I'm what I consider at the ovary ticking time in my life. So one minute I'm like, ooh, I'd love to be a mum, couldn't think of anything better. A little person to love and to cherish forever. And then on the other hand, <laughs> I go, oh God, I couldn't think of anything worse than having kids. My time's my own, I've got a dog. And the only time I have to lose any sleep is by choice. <laughs> but yeah, I shift back and forth quite a lot depending on 
whatever the topic of conversation is and how I feel about it that week. And my dad's side of family, like you've heard before, have always called me dramatic or said I've over-exaggerated certain things. And people who split are often seem to be over really over or seem to be overly dramatic. There we go, Tammy. Especially when like things in our brain of what we perceive have completely fallen apart or on the other hand, completely turned around and we're gonna win the lottery and all of that jazz. It it can be exhausting. <laughs> this behaviour can also be exhausting to be around. Like I say, just imagine what it's like for us living with this this disorder. Like you never know what mood we're gonna wake up in, and I'm never I'm never gonna know what mood I'm gonna wake up in. So how oh, the bloody hell are you gonna know? <laughs> but splitting is, in sorry, splitting in BPD is considered a consistent and distorted behaviour, and it's usually accompanied by other symptoms, such as acting without consideration to consequences, consciously ignoring a fact or reality, aka denial. <laughs> trying to get others to understand how severe your emotional pain is the belief that you possess superiority in intelligence or power and this one used to happen to me a lot I used to think because I got borderline personality disorder I could tell you what to do and I'm a little bit higher than you in the world and I wasn't or assigning an undesirable emotion to somebody else <clears throat> and the one that I can't get my head around, no matter how much I try, I, I just can't understand that. I don't understand how you can do this. So anyway, I'll just shut my face. So it's called projective identification. And it's denying your own feelings, projecting them onto someone else, and then behaving towards that person in a way that forces them to respond to you with the feelings that you projected onto them. Does that make sense? Because it don't in my brain. <laughs> and we like stories on the good, the bad and the BPD, don't we? Can't remember the last time we had a good story. But I first noticed my splitting. I don't know if you remember when I had my first office job, my first nine to five job. And it was when the manager pulled me into the office and said, nobody likes me. As soon as I left the office after that meeting, I felt like my work was never right. Even though I exceeded my targets every week, I felt like whenever I walked into a room and their conversation stopped, which meant that they must have been talking about me, I felt like I couldn't have a day off because if I did, people would spend all day bitching about me and I felt like anything I said was being scrutinised because I'd already, well, <laughs> I'd already been pulled up on my tone of voice and my bluntness. So I just felt like everything I said was put under a microscope. It was a business that didn't promote independence within its workforce, a business that if your face didn't fit or the click hated you, you're out. A business that expected you to work for an apprenticeship wage, but do the same work as everybody else being paid 18 grand. I mean, you do know that you're an apprentice and you're doing the same work as everybody else going into it. It's just a bit shit. But it was a business where everyone would throw you under the bus rather than accept responsibility for their own fuck-up. <laughs> like most businesses. I mean, I love this job in the beginning, as you know. But after getting the full-time role and knowing in my head and my heart that something was wrong with me mentally, the job became too much. The damage from the splitting had already been done. 
I hated everyone apart from Betty. Remember Betty and her great advice, who I've still not told you about yet? Well, her real name's Sally. <laughs> Don't know why I called her Betty in the first place. And then there were another lovely lady called Tracy too. But I did hate everybody in my department, apart from them two ladies. And in my opinion, everybody else hated me. So it was best that I handed my notice in and left. And there were also no progression in the business anyway. Like the recruitment manager, Rachel, was amazing at a job. The business development manager, Becca, she were brilliant at her job. And neither of them would be leaving any time soon. So I left. <laughs> and I don't know if it's fair to say this to myself, but I think if I didn't have BPD, I'd still be working there, would I? Would I? I don't know. I don't know if the bitchiness and that just flared my BPD up more, but what am I saying? Like, there wouldn't even be a podcast without my BPD. It's not called The Good, The Bad and The BPD for shits and giggles, is it? So no, I take that back. I'm funny, I'm ambitious, I'm creative, and I'm an absolute weirdo. Any company would be extremely lucky to hire me, because I am actually very intelligent. Although my accent makes me sound like I was dragged upon a council estate, like Shameless, and I drank a bottle of vodka tipped into a two-litre bottle of Fanta Fruit Twist on Park with my mates every weekend. <laughs> I mean, those are both factual events, but I am extremely intelligent, believe it or not. And I have a lot of common sense. So, moving on from me tooting my own horn to another story. And I have a friend, remember Guy 2 from season 1, who I used to flirt with to annoy my boyfriend at the time? Well... We've been friends since 2011, so 11 years, and nothing's happened between me and this person for, what, nine years? It's just platonic, from my point of view, anyway. Like, that's not to say he hasn't tried. <clears throat> but every time I have to reiterate that we are just friends, and it annoys me, and I split. It's like, I've already told you once, and I hate repeating myself. If there's one thing I hate, it is repeating myself. Like, how many more times do I have to tell you that we are friends? And I've split on this person so many times because he constantly oversteps my boundary. I have not spoke to him for over a year before because he texts me something inappropriate whilst I were in a relationship with Adam and I was fuming because he knew I'd got a boyfriend. And he just made me go, that is so disrespectful. Like, don't speak to me again. You're just a vile person. So my brain split when I could have just texted back and said, I don't appreciate you overstepping my boundary. If you continue to do so, I'll cut you out. But I didn't. Because I couldn't see at that moment in time that he was a good person that had just said something to offend me. Like, he wasn't a bad person. He just did something wrong or what I perceived was wrong. Or is he a bad person? Because he still continuously oversteps this boundary. I mean, that's probably why I haven't spoken to him since January, but... Maybe we'll just drift apart. He don't listen to my podcast, so we'll be alright. <laughs> <coughs> But splitting for me is the worst part, part of BPD because you can be absolutely in love with yourself or someone else one day and then the next day you absolutely hate yourself or, or there's somebody else. It makes you not want to look after yourself. Like I said previously, you don't even want to look after your own personal hygiene. You don't even want to brush your teeth. It's horrible. But the best way to manage splitting for either yourself or to support somebody else with their splitting is to cultivate empathy so start by reminding yourself that splitting is part of the disorder it's not intentional these are just defense mechanisms that we turn to whenever we feel defenseless or annoyed you also need to encourage and support treatment if that's 
right for them and learn everything that you can about what you're going through yourself or if you're somebody that's trying to help somebody with BPD learn everything you can about splitting and how you can support your person and also keep a mood journal I always tell everybody to keep a mood journal about how you felt throughout the day communication so discussing a situation when it happens allows you as the person with BPD to deal with that particular event rather than piling one situation on top of the next and then exploding and not knowing why you've been triggered at least if you can discuss the situation when it happens you know that that's your trigger um if you are somebody that's trying to support somebody with BPD always remind your loved one that you care so people with BPD are shit scared of being rejected or abandoned so just knowing that somebody cares about you can reduce the splitting behavior and like we discussed last episode set boundaries always set limits with your loved ones with BPD and if you're the one with BPD make sure you set your own boundaries and if that line is ever crossed on either party explain why you're taking a step back stepping stepping setting boundaries helps preserve the relationship rather than challenge it and make sure that you take care of yourself because somebody with BPD <laughs> talking from personal experience we could be a lot to deal with at times. So my advice would be to make sure that you, as somebody without BPD or somebody that's supporting somebody with BPD, takes time away from, you take time away from us to help balance your needs as well because we, we are a bit overwhelming. And last but not least, manage your responses. <coughs> if your loved one has BPD, you need to bear in mind as the person without BPD that you're in a much better position to control your temper and your tone of voice. So shouting at somebody with BPD will only escalate the situation and, and get our back up. So just calm, collective tone of voice, I would suggest. But me personally, how I manage my splitting is I have to go through the conversation or the situation in my head. And see if how I'm feeling is valid or if it's just Bob being a dickhead. So there's two ways which it can go. If it's down to how I'm feeling about myself, most of my time now, I can tell my brain that how I'm feeling is mostly down to my BPD. And Bob's just trying to make me think these things. Like I'm not ugly, I'm not a horrible person and I'm not selfish. Bob's just trying to beat me in the battle today and I refuse to let him win because I'm competitive. <laughs> and if it's down to a person making me split so I'm not splitting on my appearance or myself, I have to remind myself and Bob that this person could also just be having a bad day. Sometimes I take things out on people when I am having a bad day so they don't get arsy with me so why do I feel entitled to get arsy or split on them? <coughs> for having a bad day and saying something that I deem as inappropriate, rude or whatever. Or just reminding myself that this person isn't being disrespectful, like they probably don't know that they've upset or offended me. So yeah, I can override my brain, or Bob, so to speak, by telling 
him slash my brain how I'm feeling in relation to the situation. Is it, like, most of the time it is unwarranted, so I don't need to feel this way because it is just Bob. And I don't let myself fester on it because it will only make my mood worse. But I've only learnt that over time. So then you get the other side where no matter how hard I try, I cannot tell my brain to go. And Bob's such a predominant voice in the front of my brain. And on these days, I just can't control my splitting. I feel ugly. I can spend all day in the house, sat on the sofa, watching Netflix, in my jammers and my dressing gown. And honestly, I'd get so much more done in the day if TV or the internet didn't exist. Because I just fester in my bad mood. Going through every thought, every horrible thought imaginable. Like, people don't want me here. Would anyone care if I actually killed myself? And if it was a person that had made me split, so I wasn't splitting on myself and the way that I looked and the way that I am. If I don't see them regular, then it's usually fine. Because I can unfollow them on social media, not text them back or not see them till I'm ready. And after a few days, I'm usually fine with that person. I'll still have a few of those thoughts floating around in my brain when I see them next. But the urge to throat punch them isn't so strong. But if I see them on a regular basis, then it's a bit harder. My facial expressions give me away for a start. And so does my tone of voice. As we know, I've got a blunt tone of voice. Anyway, unless... I'm really excited about something, but my face gives me away because I actually look like I want to kill you. I just can't hide the fact that I can't physically stand to be around you. Everything about me, from my body language to my facial expressions, everything says I absolutely hate you, get away from me. <laughs> and I've obviously got friends with BPD, so can you imagine how hard it is for two people with BPD to be friends and communicate with each other without getting offended or upset? <laughs> Because when I get short replies or blunt tones of voice back to me, it's really hard to manage my splitting. And I do know deep down that they don't mean the tone of voice or what they're saying either. Just like I don't. But it is really hard not to split. Oh, light bulb. The way I can describe splitting is like judging. You judge, like, yeah, judging. So when you, you like, look at a film and you watch the trailer and you're like no that's shit and then you could watch the whole film and it's bloody brilliant like judging a book by its cover that's what splitting is like with Pierce Morgan I thought it was brilliant I judged him on what he said and because it resonated with me <laughs> I judged him in a good light and then he started ranting about a vegan sausage roll and then I started judging him like a twat so yeah splitting's like judging that's it I'm gonna go with that so let's recap on what splitting is. Splitting is a term used in psychiatry to describe the inability to hold opposing thoughts, feelings or beliefs. Some might say that a person who splits sees the world in terms of black or white, all or nothing. It's like Marmite, you either love it or hate it. How to support somebody with splitting? Communication. Get them to stop and identify what's happened to make them feel this way. Remind them that you may not fully understand what they're going through, but you do care and you want to help. Set your boundaries, refer to last week's episode on setting boundaries of the good, the bad and the BPD. Manage your responses, so don't shout at us, even if you are annoyed at us. And how to manage splitting if you are the one with BPD. Identify what's triggered you to split. Are you being reasonable with your splitting? 
so is it just a bad day or has this person really offended or upset you or if it's splitting on yourself you know that you're not an awful person you know that you're not ugly you're not this you're not that so are you being reasonable with your splitting if it's a person that's offended you have a chat with this person do it in a calm manner they probably don't know that they've upset or offended you if it's a bad day just keep reminding yourself that your brain is playing tricks on you it's trying to break you don't let it it's trying to win in a battle and it's just don't let it win if you split just remember it won't last like how you are feeling will soon be gone and if you feel that bad, take your to bed. You will wake up in a better mood, nine times out of ten. Um, but do try and go through the emotions rather than going to bed, because it will always help you more. And that's why I say write things down, because it unclutters your brain. So, yeah, splitting. It's not a very nice thing to happen with borderline personality disorder, and it is... It is one of the hardest things to manage because your brain can split anywhere from nowhere in the day to, God, an endless amount of splitting. You can split on anything. And we're halfway through the season now, like I mentioned earlier. And I can't believe we've got this far. I really can't. <laughs> oh but that is it for today's episode on the good the bad and the bpd next week we're going to be going through dealing with the negatives of bpd when ending a relationship so it's the other side to ending a friendship or relationship with somebody living with bpd so this one's more for the people with bpd so how you like I say, deal with the negatives. So the abandonment, the selfishness and just the feeling worthless and lonely. Just how you deal with all of that. So yeah, next week's episode is dealing with the negatives of BPD when ending a relationship. If you have any more suggestions to add to today's episode or you'd like me to cover a specific topic, as always, you can get in touch with me on the Facebook at The Good, The Bad and The BPD. A big shout out to Anchor FM Go check them out if you are looking to start your own podcast. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad and The BPD with me, Tammy Mortland. Have a lovely day.